welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch. And as always, we have the lovely and talented cat, that's C-A-T. My good luck charm. Cat, get this thing going. Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Amazon Music, Amazon, 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 and Audible. Uh... We can also be found on Facebook and Instagram. Our two shout-outs today are going to be Winchenden, Massachusetts. Winchenden was known for the textile business during the Industrial Revolution. We're also been listened to at Sand Hill State Forest there in South Carolina, home of Sugarloaf Mountain, giving y'all a big cheer. Of course, alcohol is always present here on the back porch. Today, I'm just rocking the uh, vodka martini. And I think I'm on olive number four. So I've had a few. Cat, what you got? I've got me a very special French 75. I'm using the pink gin. I also made some homemade um, hibiscus <clears throat> syrup since we the hibiscuses are now in bloom. And also having a little top of the rosé Prosecco. Ooh, sounds sweet, just like eBay. Thanks, boo. All right, I'm going to take a sip. And now let's let the games begin. Today, we're going to go get a much-needed haircut. Of course, us guys, we call it haircut. I don't know, the ladies, what do you call it? A uh, hairstyle? A blowout? Um, going to get my hair Styled? Done. Yeah, you don't usually hear a girl say, uh, I'm going to get a haircut. All right, a little history. The first known barbershop in the U.S. was opened in Massachusetts, and it was called George's Barbershop, and that was in 1902. And the word barber, of course, is a Latin word. It comes from the Latin word barba, which means beard. Um, and I didn't know you have to have a license. Yeah. To uh, it's a health cut right here. Oh, I remember. Now, look at how this thing has changed. Okay, now now back in my day, the hair salon, the barber shop, it was like a hangout spot. Right. Um, all the gossip went down in these places. Um, you know, can what's you going on around town? Can you believe Cheryl is dating him? I mean, did you know so and so is pregnant? You know, talk behind the back of all your friends and family. There, there was an old school barbershop near Horsepin and Broad Street. That's where my dad used to go. That was old school, though. Yeah. Yep. You know, the old dogs, they'd hang around the barbershop, like play checkers, chew tobacco, right. regurgitate whatever they heard, you know, on the news that day. But but now things have changed, and everybody's in a big freaking hurry, right? We've got to hurry up and get in, hurry up and get out. you got to get your appointment. <laughs> maybe maybe in the country, you know, way out in the country, it's still like a hangout spot. I don't know. Around here, it's, uh, it's do or die. And, of course, this is another industry that got hammered by the coronavirus. For sure, for sure. I mean, what I see around here at the chain haircut places... You might have like two people working. 
right. at, a, at a time in the whole place. And, you know, you remember, here we have hair cuttery, sports clips, great clips. And when the virus hit, these places closed for a long, long time. What did these people do who worked there? That's a good question. Um, they had to do something to earn money. I don't Go to know. online school and find another profession? I don't know. Or maybe they just cut hair at their house. That's true. Just to make cash and pay the bills. Um, and then once things kind of came back to, nor to normal, which is now, we hope, um, they just didn't, they didn't return. I don't know. I mean, a lot of ladies, I mean, I've been dying my hair since I was 18 years old, but a lot of ladies didn't do it themselves. So then they right. had to get with the, their hairdresser and ask how to do it themselves well, you just remember, to get through the, just to get through the pandemic. We tried to cut our own hair around oh God, here. It was a disaster. <laughs> the wifey got the clippies from, uh, Amazon and, uh, no, it didn't work. It didn't work, basically, because no. she wanted to do it outside. was hot and sweaty, and it was ridiculous. Uh, don't blame it on me. You had the clippers in your hands, and uh, I don't know. I'm blaming and, and, you. And the virus, it also, it, it wouldn't go away. It kept hanging around. Right. Well, their new versions came out. Right. And the latest hit. Personal hygiene kind of went out the window. Okay, it started to look like the 60s and 70s around here. Everybody had hippie hair down to their ass. Um, forget the haircut. We don't need that. But I don't know. It, of course, hairstyles have changed through the decades. I mean, can you think of any, like, trendy hairstyles that have really stood out over the last couple of years? I can't. Not really. Nothing. I can. Everybody's, like, doing wigs and their stuff own now. Thing. Yeah. I mean, back, extensions and I don't know what else. I don't know. Back in my day, it was called wings. Oh, God. Of course, so now I don't have did you enough get, Did you get that with your thing of puka shells? I don't know. I had puka shells. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't have enough hair now to do half a wing, but, you know, it was, I guess it was like the 70s. Okay, I'm on the bus. I see the older dudes are like parting the hair in the middle, right. and then you just comb that joker on the side straight back. So, of course, you know, I want to be like the older cool dude, so I went with the wings. I, I don't know. It's kind of funny, though, to look back. It's funny is now, it's when you see someone like our age but still has wings. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Like, you never gave those up. Right. It is funny to look back at old pictures of yourself and see the bad hairstyle choices that you made right. when you were younger. But anyway, there's the only two that really annoy me at least on the men's side is the comb over and the mullet okay now now the comb comb over i used to do it but at some point you just have to stop trying okay it just looks it looks stupid you know you're trying to do something with something that's just not there and you know again we, we're not going to get political on this podcast but the last president we had okay he was a whirlwind. Lord, the hairstylist that this guy's got on hire, I feel sorry for that guy or girl because they got to get up every day. This dude, has, he's got like one hair. They just got to whip that thing around about 100 times like it's cotton candy and then lay that thing flat on his head. Um, I don't know. At some point, just, just cut it off. Just, you know. 
But except the fact you do not have hair. Yeah, I don't know. I've accepted it. <laughs> Again, the other hairstyle that really did bug me was the mullet. Okay, I mean, I'll take a mohawk over over, over the mullet. I mean, what it, you weren't doing the achy breaky and rocking your mullet, man. Billy Ray and, and, and the mullet have always been brothers. But, I mean, who was the first moron who sat in the chair and told the dude, yeah, they, um, trim it, trim it kind of tight This is the in the front, front party in the let back. Let it all go in the back. I mean, <laughs> I, am I, I mean, am I, I mean, that has to be one of the worst looks ever. And as a man, it's really bad. How can you stand in front of a mirror? And I think, damn, I, I look like an idiot. But I mean, we've seen people who today, are still hanging on to that. I, you know, they've also I got their Harley Davidson and some leather chaps and I don't is, know what else. I don't know. The, the mullet did die. Oh, and that acid wash jacket yeah. they're still hanging on to. I mean, the mullet, it had a horrible slow death, finally. I mean, many, many years ago. But you, you will still see people now and then... Rocking the mullet, especially if you live in the Boston area. Boston. All right, now, here's, here's, here's my recent haircut experience, okay? I, I, I try to do the walk-in, okay? I'm a dude. I'm not, there's not a lot of thought in a guy getting a haircut. It's like, hey. But they don't want you to do that. They want you to make the appointment. Well, that's what I've been cornered into, okay? Because when you try to do the walk-in thing now, you know, if you don't time that thing just right, you're going to have to sit there a while. And I don't have, you know, all day. You have no patience. I mean, I'm getting the buzz cut now. Old dude buzz cut. Take the number three or three and a half and just go all over. Takes like four minutes. I'm done. And uh, the hair cuttery again, that's just a chain one we have out here. You probably have something similar well, in your area. Well, what's the other one you like? Trip like sports clips. Yeah, yeah, th that's a good one. Um, you know, the hair cuttery is like the average man's place to go. There's, there's nothing fancy about it. Yeah. It's just a place to get your hair cut. Great clips, that's probably that at the, the bottom worst. That is of the, the barrel. bottom of the feeder chain there. A few of them have closed up around here. They, there's nobody one working there. One chick tried to tell me how wrong I was doing my hair, and her hair was horrid. So why am you telling me? How to fix my hair. Yeah, hopefully the lady cutting your hair has a good haircut. I don't know. Uh, the sports clips, as Kat mentioned, that's probably the top of the line as far as chains go out here. But um, anyway, the other day, I go to get a haircut. And I did call a couple hours before I, you know, before and made an appointment. Okay. Now, before the corona hit, they used to have this little, it's like a little iPad in there where you would check yourself in, you know, it's 20 questions. Do you want one of the stylists in particular or the next available? Um, do you want the usual? The VIP All this whatever. stuff, you know. Well, all that's gone because now they don't want your germy fingers touching that thing anymore. Magazines, they're gone. The Corona magazines are history. So I walk in there like about maybe a minute or so before this old cat who's coming in behind me. Okay, as I get to the door, I see this, of course it's a maroon crossover, okay? Comes winging up, pulls right up in front, there's 20 parking spaces it's out there. It's an emergency. But he's gonna park, <laughs> old, it's an emergency and of course, old dude gets out, 
I got a you funeral know, he, tomorrow. He, he wants to park inside the hair cuttery, okay, but he couldn't. So he parked right at the front door, and he comes flying in the door behind me. So anyway, I'm standing there. The lady comes over and, uh, you know, goes, can I help you? And I'm like, uh, I got a 1145 or whatever. So then old dude, he just comes barging right on up to the counter like he's going on in, you know. So she, she waits on him, whatever. And, uh, and then she goes, I'll be with y'all in a minute. So she comes back over to the counter, and there's nobody in there. There's one little girl with purple hair who's running the place, and two old ladies in there. The hair cutter used to be a bunch of young, 20-year-old girls, all tatted Just up. Just got out of hair cutting hair, school or gray something. Ha- exactly. Getting their first job. And now there, there was two old ladies in there with the little purple hair girl running the thing. So she walks up and she goes, uh, Steve is next. Well, that would be me, Grandpa. So get your ass out the way. So I go on back there again. Four minutes, maybe. I'm done. All right. I go walking up to pay the lady. Old dude gets up. Nobody told him to go Nobody back told there. Him to go. He's, Nothing. He's he just, jacked. He's jacked up for this haircut. She didn't even give him my change or anything. No tippy. He just rolls right back there and goes hovers around the chair that I'd got out of. She hadn't swept it up, cleaned it up. Nobody told you to go back there. But that's these, that's these seniors that we have around here that are that are constantly barging through everybody's life like they're entitled to shit. I mean, I, I really... What did you call them? The baby boomers or something? Right, baby boomers. What a bunch of tool bags. I, I used to have total respect and love for old people, but these old dudes out here... It, well, those it, people are probably in the what is they called it the greatest generation. God, These just, are not the greatest generation. They're so rude; it's unbelievable out here. Hopefully, you know where you live, you got cool old people. The ones around here are a bunch of tool bags. But but here's what the old dude does. Okay, J- just say, like I said, I didn't want to make an appointment for haircuts. I used to just go in places. Well, you would go in there, and there's old guy. Okay, he's in the chair, and you're looking. And he doesn't need a haircut. No. He's got like no, two that, little that's hairs. That's the thing that annoys our son the most. He'll go there and there'll be one guy and he's got hardly... There's three need. hairs touching the top of his ear. Right. But he's there for some attention. Well, he's in there every week. He it's goes every week. Lonely and, old man. And he's sitting there chatting up the little girl, cutting his hair. Right. And she could give two shits about anything coming out of his yeah, mouth. Sure, Golden Girls is great. Yeah, great. But she just she's just trying to work the tip. Okay, so old oh, guys yeah, in there. I love Frazier. Old guys in there holding up everybody's day to get a haircut that he doesn't need. Right. So we finally get through cutting the three little hairs off the side of his head, and then she goes, "Would you like a shampoo today and a hot towel and the MVP treatment?" And what does he do? <laughs> Oh, sure. oh yeah oh yes because he has nothing nobody's he, touching grandpa either, either the wifey either he's a widower or she wised up and divorced his ass years ago so he has nowhere to go nobody to talk to so he's going to come in the hair place every week and ruin everybody's freaking day by taking 45 minutes to get a freaking haircut that he doesn't need old dudes beat it freaking go away all right i don't know it's just, it's something that's so simple 
is just going to get a haircut, and now it's become a challenge. Well, is it your patience that's just being challenged or the whole process? Well, again, I've been cornered into the appointment, so I'm going with the appointment. It seemed to work. It's just, can we get some workers in the building? There's mm -hmm. nobody in there to cut it. And I saw two old ladies with their hands shaking, and they were dropping shit everywhere. That's what's in this. That's what we have cutting hair now. I don't know. All right. We're going to roll right into one tough son of a bitch. Oh, this is a good one. It's the Wright Brothers. Ooh. Ooh, Wilbur and Orville. Now, Wilbur was born in 1867 in Millville, Indiana, and then along came Orville, who was born in 1871 in Dayton, Ohio. I guess the family moved around. All right, of course, you should know who the Wright brothers are. They made their first controlled powered flight for a total of 12 seconds. On December 17, 1903, just south of Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Oh, it's Kakalaki. Okay. It's, it's sort of a, it's called Kill Devil Hills, right? Right. Okay, which is a place that we know pretty well. Well-versed. Yeah. Um, they also invented aircraft controls that made fixed-wing-powered flight possible. And th these cats are really smart. They... They worked at a printing company before. They had a bike shop. And, and they used the skills they learned from the printing presses and the bikes to, uh, to basically get an aircraft off the ground. Neither one of them had a high school diploma. Yeah. And neither one of them married. Right. That's true. And, and they were always doubted. Right. Run down in the press, being put down, told you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I think they... they thought about flight, I guess, when they were little kids. Dad brought home a toy that went up in the air and glided down and, into the living room or something, and they, they thought that was cool, that there was a right. possibility of doing that. Right. Yeah, if you ever go, you know, trickle down Nags Head, they've got a little memorial place you can go there and right. check it out. It, it's pretty interesting. And it's all and on all the uh, North Carolina license plates. Mm-hmm. Yep, again, with all the criticism, and uh, they, they, they never stopped. And another th and, cool thing I found was Neil Armstrong carried a piece of the right flyer with him when he went to the moon. Wow, that is cool. Yep, the two brothers, um, due to their relentless tenacity, got this country off the ground, and that's why Wilbur and Orville Wright are one tough son of a bitch. All right. Today, the cocktail of the week. We forgot to do something. What did we forget? What you watching? Sorry. Go for it. Okay. This week, we're doing what you watching. We've been watching booze, bets, and sex that built America. Wait a second. Let me back that up. <laughs> booze, gambling, bets and sex. You know, I'm totally against all three of those. <laughs> It's a good show. It, it was really good. Is. I it's mean, very it, informative. it was like, and some of the people that they looked at was Jack Daniels, how he started his liquor company. Um, and that Ad bourbon sucks. Are you right? Okay. Adolphus Bush, who started Bush Beer, and he had, he had really a lot of innovations with like getting refrigerized um, train right. 
compartments Keeping and pasteurization and putting beer in bottles. That was all him. Uh, we had uh, yeah. Julia Schmidt, who invented the modern condom. Stephanie St. Oh, Clair. very important. Who invented the lottery because <laughs> she, was, she was the numbers queen of Harlem. And yeah. Some of the things that she did as a numbers what, queen. What, is that? what channel is that on? That's on the History Channel. History. It is a really good show. And the best one, the one that Steve loves the name of, Buck Duke. Buck Duke. Reinvented cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's on Sunday night? Yeah, it's on Sunday night. Sunday I night think the History series Channel. is done, Check but you out. can always catch it on historychannel.com or something. Really it's, good show. It's, it was a really good show. All right. Now we move on. To Cocktail of the Week. All right. First of all, we, we like to thank Liquor.com. They have an awesome website. They give you a little history on these drinks. And then they explain very simply how to make them. So go to liquor.com and uh, liquor. I didn't even kiss her. And look up some of these drinks, you know, that we make on here because we're just kind of blazing through them. And uh, again, liquor.com. It's a great site. All right. Today we got the Sea Breeze, which it can't get any easier it's than this. It's pretty easy. Okay, Cat's made it. We're going to do a little tasting here. It looks pretty good. The color is really great. Um, it's a shot of Kettle One Vodka. You don't have to have Kettle One. We do. Um, two shots of cranberry juice and a shot of grapefruit juice. Well, mine today, I did two, two, and two. So each okay. one is two shots. I got you. And, Again, okay. these strings, you can tweak them. You know, after you fool with them, mess with them. Now, okay, the... The cocktail was born in the 1920s, but it was totally different. It had gin and grenadine. That was the original one. And then there was one during the 1930s that had gin and apricot and grenadine and lemon juice. But the one we've got that we know of, it started with cranberry farmers were trying to recover from the 1930s prohibition. In the 1960s, there was like... You know, you would he would get like little recipe cards or a newsletter. You would get in the in the like the magazine or something. And this was a recipe card in the cranberry kitchen. They said for ocean spray that made this new modern, uh, well-known sea breeze. Wow! How about so that? cranberry farmers unite. Wow! Again, take your vodka, take your cranberry juice. And your grapefruit juice. Pour them into a highball glass. Every time I say a P word, there's like a because that's what happens. If you've ever talked into a microphone. The, I don't have that problem. You need to just put it to the side the or something. The P words don't work. All right. <laughs> so pour the ingredients into a highball glass filled with ice. Stir it with your finger. Pretend you're on a beach and turn it up. This would be a great thing for the... For the beach. I'm going to give it a go. Hmm. It's not bad. It's a little it's a little flat for me. A little flat, but it's, it's not a bad Well, drink. there's nothing bubbly in here. There's no soda. Yeah, yeah. But the sea breeze. It's a good summer drink. All right, today, the band of the week is Catherine Wheel. All right. Let's see. I mean, okay, start off. 
Do you know what a Catherine wheel is? It's like a torture device. Yeah, it's a torture device, or and later on, it was what? like a thing you would put fireworks on. Oh yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, you didn't want to get uh, put in the Catherine wheel. But anyway, this band formed in 1990 from Great Yarmouth, England. Uh, Rob Dickinson and the boys, to me, they kick ass. Um, I would just sit in my room and and. and sit there with my bass and trying to learn every song black metallic salt i think what do you did we do strange fruit today was that the song we did no we did chrome oh we did all right i think we did strange fruit but you can say chrome that's another great song they did a song um judy staring at the sun with tanya donnelly from belly right i think she used to be in she was in Throwing Muses, and right. then she did her own thing when they broke up. But anyway, she did a song with Catherine Wheel called Judy Staring at the Sun. That's a good song. Lots of good songs. They got two albums that just blow my mind. One of them's called Ferment. The other album's called Chrome. They really got no push, no radio play. Um, maybe college radio. Yeah. <clears throat> I actually got to see... This is how lucky I was. I got to see Catherine Wheel at a uh, amphitheater out here by the racetrack years ago. Uh, the band Live was, the, I think, the headliner. And then Matthew Sweet was an opener. And then it was a band called Veruca Salt. Love Veruca Salt. I don't. They, <laughs> they, they canceled out. And Catherine Wheel, I didn't know. You, you know, didn't know. I, and I love Catherine Wheel. You lucky, time. lucky boy. And, and we go there, and then like Salt pieced out, and Catherine Wheel's on the bill. And we were there early, and I knew the band from afar so well. The drummer was sitting in the stands while they were sound checking, and I went over there and sat beside him. He didn't know me from Adam. Of course, they're from England with a very strong accent. Now, see, this is Steve Johnson. He's always he knows who these people are, I, and always kind of wiggles his way into well, talking to I, them. I sat down beside him. He doesn't know me from there. This dude's like from the other side of the pond, right. and I'm like, dude, are y'all gonna play Strange Fruit today? I'm like, man, where are y'all going after that? I'm asking him all these questions, and his eyes are getting big. He's like, who is this fucking dude, goofy-looking guy? And he was cool as shit. We sat there and talked for like, he didn't tell me to go away. He didn't go security. It was nothing. But you didn't have your Rich in Music Magazine press card when you were there? Uh, I, I, I mean, that was 100 years ago, and I still remember it. Anyway, Catherine Wheel, I love this band. And uh, anyway, you check them out wherever you get your music, YouTube, iTunes. Catherine Wheel rocks. All right, we want to thank everybody for listening, and we will see y'all down the road. See ya.